We got a goat question. Is Rob Gronkowski, now that he's retired, the GOAT tight end in all of NFL history? Plus, Lonzo Ball appears to be moving away from the big baller brand. Do I like, love, or hate that? As well as D-Wade's comments on LeBron James. Um, yeah, I have some thoughts on those. As well as, should Duke still be favored to win it all? And Kawhi Leonard, will he actually stay up north in Toronto after this season? All that and more in a packed podcast that starts right about now. Sports Six Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend, here on a loaded out jam-packed Tuesday. It is good to be back, and we have a lot to get to. So let's waste no time and put Three minutes on the clock for Rob Ronkowski, who retired over the weekend. And listen, he retired, and I'm going to rename him. I'm going to rename him instead of Rob Ronkowski, Rob Gotowski, because that's what he is. That is exactly what he is. And before I even get to that, I want to say this. I know there's been some talks, including from his agent, about whether or not he is really done with football. And I, I absolutely believe he's done with football. I do. I think he's realized multiple things. I think he's realized, one, the more and more they open up and cut into his back through surgery, the worse and worse it's going to get. He's had so many surgeries. He still has a full life to live ahead of him. He's about to be 30, and that's it. And just because he's all big, tall, and bulky doesn't mean that makes those surgeries any less effective or impacted on his body. In fact, it just means that the bigger the tree, the harder it falls. So when you say that, and you also add on top of that, the fact that it's been well documented that he's managed his money well, he said on the record that he hasn't spent a single dollar of his actual contractual money and has only lived off the money he's gotten off of brand deals, then yeah, I think he's absolutely done. Now, in terms of the GOAT conversation, I, I, I think he's the GOAT. I think he's the absolute GOAT. Now, the one argument here that can be made is Tony Gonzalez, okay? I really think it's between Gronk and Tony Gonzalez. I know we can go back to like some tight ends in the 60s. I know some people might want to throw in the names of Antonio Gates. But the bottom line is it's between Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski. And listen, you can bring up all the career stats for Tony Gonzalez and, and, and mention how every single one of them is ahead of Gronk. And you would be right. Every single career stat is ahead of Gronk because of longevity and longevity only. Let's go by other metrics that don't just measure longevity. Let's go by yards per game. In which Rob Gronkowski leads Tony Gonzalez by 12 yards per game. Let's go by catch per game. Or yards per catch, excuse me. Where Rob Gronkowski leads Tony Gonzalez by four yards per catch. Let's go yards per target. Where Gronk leads Tony Gonzalez by two and a half yards. All the metrics that don't measure longevity and instead measure dominance point to Gronk. And let's not act like their careers are so far apart in terms of length. Gronk played for nine years. Tony Gonzalez played for five or 15, excuse me. But... Gronk also played for way more postseason games. And I know some people's immediate response to the stats I just mentioned is, well, well, Gronk played with Brady. I mean, Tony Gonzalez didn't play with quarterbacks as good as Brady. But uh, 
you do know that he did play with Matt Ryan for five seasons and Trent Green, who's not terrible for another five. Like, to me, Gronk is not only the GOAT tight end, he is the clear and far away GOAT tight end. So there's that. Now let's shift gears to basketball and put three minutes on the clock for Lonzo Ball and the big baller brand. In case you haven't heard, it's being reported by ESPN. They're considering folding after one of the head owners and big baller brand reportedly stole money from the company. Since then, Lonzo Ball and all of his other brothers have deleted pictures on social media with their father. And it appears that Lonzo Ball is hinting at the fact that he wants to sign with Nike now. Listen, those who are closest to you have the ability to do really two things. And one that is add the most value to your life and help you the most, but also hurt you and pain you the most. And here it is very clear that Lonzo Ball is feeling the latter and that this is an ugly situation, an ugly family dynamic that is being put on full display for the full public to see. And when you add on top of that, the fact that Lonzo, LaMelo, all the Ball brothers have deleted their father pretty much completely from their social medias. I don't want to speculate, and we don't know family dynamics, but this one looks ugly. It looks really ugly. And let me make this part very clear. Just because it appears the Big Baller brand appears to be heading for a closure does not mean the idea itself was a failure. The idea of building your own shoe brand and going away from the big guys was, I still believe, not a failure. What was a failure was the execution of said idea. And what I think we're seeing another example of here, and again, we don't know, but is this, you know, people close to a young person with success or even worse situations, the parents of those young people living vicariously through them is one of the most scary, disgusting, harmful things that I've seen in my young life. And I think we could be seeing another example of that here. So if I were to have the audacity to give Lonzo any advice, it'd be this, it'd be sign with Nike sign with Adidas, sign with Puma, whoever, get family and business out of the same realm and fix it. Because from everything we've seen, I do not believe LeVar Ball is a bad dad. And in fact, I think he's a great father. But I think things have gotten ugly. They've gotten quick, fast, and in a hurry. And they should save the family dynamic, push away the business to the side, and move on. And, and for anybody who's joking about this, because I get it's easy to do, uh, I, I'm sorry. I just don't know how you can feel too comfortable doing this. And especially with anybody who's experienced any kind of family dynamic. You know, you don't you don't mess around with this kind of stuff. And it's not something to joke about. Now, two minutes on the clock for um, D. Wade defending LeBron James, saying, quote, you can't even really talk about him not making the playoffs. He's had an MVP-type year, end quote. See, it's this kind of BS, folks, that drives me absolutely up a wall, upside down, sideways, flipped over, somersaulted crazy. It drives me 
so damn crazy. This kind of narrative on LeBron James, because we have to be extreme. We have to either go all the way to the right or all the way to the left with LeBron James, and there seems to be no middle ground because it's either we can't, you know, he's having an MVP type season, which he's not. We can't even talk about the, you know, postseason failure that he's had, which is ludicrous. Or it's the flip side where, oh, uh, should coaches even want to coach LeBron James? Should LeBron James be traded? Is he done? Is he washed up? We can't seem to have a reasonable logic conversation about LeBron James. It, it is baffling to me. Is he an MVP winner or even close to it? No. Is he top five in that thing? In that debate? In that voting? In my mind, yes. Is he to blame for the playoff situation? Absolutely. Was this first season with the LA Lakers a complete and absolute utter failure? Yes. Does it mean he individually as a season and himself has had a bad season and a bad year? No, it does not. Why can't we go to the middle ground and realize both things can be true? Like, why can't it be true that I'm cute but not great looking? That's that's the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm realistic, you know, decent, but not great. It's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. That can be the same thing in a different universe with LeBron James, but we don't seem to be able to have that conversation. And I'll just reiterate what I said last week, which is if you don't believe in LeBron James right now, that's cute and fine, but you just better believe that. Yeah, he, he's coming back and uh, he's going to come back stronger than ever. Now, two minutes on the clock for this, and that is Duke. They are still favored as of today to win it all. They are still slight favorites over Virginia to win it all. And I'll ask the question I asked in today's show, which is, should Duke still be favored to win it all? Does Lom have two eyes? Mm-hmm. It does. So, therefore, yes, absolutely. They absolutely should be favored to win it all. The UCF close game that happened this weekend was not a bad thing. And in fact, it was a good thing. And that it was a great thing. Duke got pushed. They got tested. Zion Williamson showed that he is clutch. And I don't think that's a bad thing. We've seen routinely year after year, the winner will eventually have a close game. They'll be pushed to their limits and they have to break through. And Duke did that. And I think that will help only help them down this stretch. And no, I'm not backing off. I think they'll continue to do well. I think they should be the favorite. I don't think Virginia Tech is going to beat them come this weekend. So y'all keep doubting them, which you will. And y'all maybe even can't keep on doubting me. But I'll just say this. You know, everybody, because I picked all number one seeds to go to the final four. And everybody's like, Nick, Nick, what do you, have you ever heard of an upset? What are you doing? I mean, could you be more generic? Well, I, I couldn't be more right. You know, 15 of the 16 teams I got right in the Sweet 16 picked UC Irvine to win, pick Oregon to win. Like, like I tried telling y'all, this was a different bracket. If you actually paid attention this year, you knew the disparity between the top and the bottom teams were greater than previous years, and therefore you were going to get what you got. So, you know, and I don't usually go that whole, like, scoreboard route that's just a, you know, bullish, annoying-ass thing to do. But, my goodness, I'm not a con- you know, Nick, have you ever heard of an upset? Can you be more generic? This only has happened once. Yeah, listen, like, hello. <laughs> this year's been different. If you've been paying attention, you realize that. 
Now, on that uh, friendly note, let's uh, wrap up with this in two minutes on the clock for Kawhi Leonard, who is obviously going to be a free agent after this season. TSN is reporting, which is, you know, major news source for those who don't know up in Canada, that the Toronto Raptors are more confident in their ability to re-sign Kawhi Leonard than ever as of right now. I asked the question on today's show, which is, do you buy or sell this report? <laughs> I'm buying this like vegans buy kale. Mm, slipping that thing right up oh yeah i'm buying this report absolutely i'm buying this report at this point if you're Kawhi leonard unless there's some absolute disastrous playoff exit why don't you stay in toronto you have a young legit number two in pascal siakam you have a good contending legit championship contending team there up north and from the money side of things, which I don't know how much Kawhi cares about, but it's still a factor, the Raptors can offer him $49 million more than any other team can this, can this free agency. I, I, I don't know why he wouldn't stay up in Toronto. And granted, I know that's not the sexy thing. I mean, trust me, lie, my lord. I'd rather have a great player like him with you know New York or Chicago or anywhere. But yeah, oh yeah, he should stay up north. And now, listen, you know, knowing what we know about Kawhi, do I think he'll consider other options? Probably. But, I, you know, between the money and, more importantly, the winning, I think, to him, I don't know how you necessarily convince yourself that you shouldn't be in Toronto. And, yes, they're going to be going back and forth, it looks like, for at least the short-term future with Milwaukee. But if they improve this offseason, which they can... Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm Kawhi. I, I would sign up north. I would, which I can't believe I'm saying that about the baby dinosaurs, but I really do think he makes a difference with uh, the inept, in terms of clutchness, baby dinosaurs that are up north. Uh, that is the podcast. Early today's SportsNet show released, as always, on SportsNet.com and the YouTube channel. Tomorrow, SportsNet show podcast. I'll catch you then. Everyone have a good night, and I'll see you tomorrow.